Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan Fries, and you are listening to What the Fuck? Where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage, people don't come to church anymore. I'm the senior pastor of Music of Life Church, Appleton, and I'm joined by the senior pastor of Music of Life Church, Kimberly, Pastor Joel Swakowski. Hey, Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Jonathan. How you doing, man? I'm very well, thank you. Are you ready to grow? <laughs> yes, I am. Well, guess what? Topic, episode five of season five is the principle of growth mindset. Oh, I love it. Love it. What is some background for this topic? Okay, again, we started this season. Now we know it is the God's will season with truth and deception. Truth being defined as a right what with the right how and why or facts that create over the long term. So we've defined that term. Now we're figuring out how do we determine what is true. So today we continue covering the four principles that determine truth when used together, when used together, when used together, when used together. (laughs) And now we can say it four times because we have already covered the other three. And today is the fourth of those four. We've covered non-contradiction, causality, and contrastive thinking. Today, the principle of growth mindset. Yes. Which is really... The motivation behind our embracing of all the other principles. Hmm. Excellent. So this is our motivation to use all of them. Yeah. And we'll see as we, as we unpack this even further is uh, a person who grows can really be defined on how well they embrace the other three principles amazing how have people been hurt by this topic in the church or how has the principle of growth mindset caused disunity right i love the disunity piece that we learned last season because this really will break this down and we'll see two different sides right but yep big picture overall what we see is people don't see how this principle connects to determining truth and they look at growing in the wrong areas or they're just simply pursuing comfort Hmm. so what does this issue look like in the church so when this the disunity happens a strict side and a loose side forms let's talk about the strict side pastor joel The strict side is the side that attempts to enforce growth in others. And the people doing that benefit themselves. Or when they do grow, it is in the wrong areas. Or like, and that that can be simply described as growing in the short term or growing in tangible areas. So for example, in the short term would be would be like me taking steroids, right? I could argue yep. I'm growing. I got a shortcut. It's going to help me grow as fast as I can right now. Long-term, it's going to hurt me. Yeah. Or, you know, let's say putting money in the stock market and just like being really obsessed 
with getting that, more money in the stock market. Yeah, right? that's a good area, tangible, right? About money. Yeah. What? I'm growing, right, aren't right. I? And aren't I? More increasing. I'm, in, I'm investing all of my time yeah. and energy into increasing my bank account. Right. So that would be examples of short term and tangible. But really, I'm, it's the side that really it's the side that's in either enforcing growth in others. Or the growth is focused, even in their own lives, is focused short-term and tangible. Amazing. How do these people in the strict perspective support what they believe with the Bible? Well, I'll point to any verse that mentions effects like pray, tithe, being members of one another, and then rationalize why I'm growing because these things keep increasing. Ah. Or I hold these standards on other people. I'm growing because I'm helping you grow or I'm enforcing these standards on you. But really that's where it's like that because of how we see this a lot with how the, the really foundational topics that we're covering, it's hard to pick just one verse or it could be easy to pick just one or two verses for biblical support. But the point we want to get across is when you're dealing with some, a topic like growth, you could, you could see this being enforced on you from the Bible in any area, because I could just take something, what the Bible says, and tell you, you need to grow in this area because the Bible says so. And then I could rationalize it like, hey, I've had a conversation with a pastor of a big church here in the area. Asked him how he was doing, how his church was doing, and he's he immediately went to his tithes were good, and the amount of people coming to his church was increasing. So his standard for growth were these effects. Thanks. Nickels and noses. Nickels and noses. And so they need to keep increasing as well. So the, the prayer needs to increase, yeah. the tithes need to increase. And the members need to increase. And that's what growth means. Right. Hmm. Which that is a hard thing. So it, the minute your tithes start decreasing, you can't blame other people. You can't say, well, they're just not being good tithers. Right? No, it's like, no, you're not growing. Your church is no longer yes. growing. Right. Ouch. Well, how would you, how else would you handle an interaction yeah. with someone who held this strict perspective? Yeah, I could ask, well, if someone is going down the wrong path, what does growth look like? Should they, I mean, if it's just increasing, are you saying a person should just continue to go down further down the wrong path? I'd love to see what their answer is to that. Wow. What do you, what do you mean by that? If someone's going down the wrong path, like. Well, if I see and this gets back to growing in the wrong areas. Oh, okay. Okay. So the, the big conflict in the church really comes down to people are either pursuing comfort or they're, they look at the wrong, they look at growth as just simply increasing which that really ends up not being growth. I'm going down the wrong path, right? So mm. we're doing this thing where 
I'm saying these people are look at growing in quotes, growing in quotes in the wrong areas is not really growing. So if the people on this side, on the strict side, simply see growth as an increase of progress, then a good question to ask them is, well, what would it look like for a person to grow if they are going down the wrong path? Essentially implying is like, so you would be encouraging this person to continue down the wrong path? If not, then what would growth look like? Mm. Hopefully we'd be able to get to a conversation with this person, helping them see what we'll get to in the later part of the episode of what, what growth really is and how growth is really measured, including when you do find out that you're on the wrong path. Amazing. Cool. So this strict perspective really does pursue growth, but it's in the short term, tangible areas, right? Get uh, more members, bigger, you know, more time praying. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Time quantity, a better car, better parking spot. Yeah. Promotion. Yeah. Even uh, reading, memorizing Bible verses. Yep. Yep. And getting people saved. Yes. Man. Numbers. Numbers. Well, great. Before we get into the loose side, let's go and take a call from our buddy, Pastor Richard Tater. Go ahead, Pastor Tater. You are on the line. Hello, Pastor Joe, Pastor Jonathan. It is I, Pastor Richard Tater, calling from Midfield, Alabama. How y'all doing? You know, I have taught people about growth mindset by asking them how they viewed challenges, obstacles, failures, criticism, etc., etc. I used to tell people to look at everything as how it can help you always growing yeah now i can see that doesn't help me answer the question pastor joel asked well are you talking about that last question where i asked if someone is going down the wrong path what would growth look like yes 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 i would that's the one you know i would have asked stop doing the wrong thing and do the right thing however the right answer is to retrace your steps on the bad path until you get back to where you left the good path. Ooh, that sounds painful. Oh, not only is doing that painful, telling people to do that can also be painful. And now we're talking about a principle. Oh, yes, sirree, Pastor Joel. In fact, restoration has proven to me that I needed to tell people this, and it has only caused more people to embrace me. In fact, I wanted to thank you both, both of you five, five young pastors. You know, people are recognizing me because of y'all show. What do you mean, recognize you? This isn't a video program. Well, uh, apparently, Pastor Jonathan, I have a very distinctive way of orating. 
especially in Alabama, and people can recognize me at the grocery store, at the dinner club, uh, when I get stuck in a long line at the bank. <laughs> in fact, I may be getting my own radio show, gentlemen, that is local. Uh, you know, it got me thinking, would y'all think about calling in? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Well, do you play requests? No, 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 no. It wouldn't be a music show. It would be, it would be like, oh, 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 so good to hear from our buddy, Pastor Richard Tater. You know, Pastor Joel, sounds like Pastor Tater is becoming quite the hit, quite the popular guy. Yeah, and for the right reasons, too. He's telling people the uncomfortable truth, and they're being drawn more to him. What I like is we're learning that growth mindset really is a principle. It isn't just a work or a task that I do. It is a principle, meaning it is a mentality. That's what we call it, a growth mindset. It's a mentality I have before I step into a situation. Mm, so I can use this in in more areas over yeah, time. And in any in, context. In any yeah. context. Very cool. So what is the other side of the argument? We covered the strict side. Now let's talk about the loose side. This is the pursuit of comfort. And really, I could rationalize this even by saying I'm, I am growing or what I want is to grow or increase in comfort. But it really comes from this mentality or from the beliefs of like, I'm good. I'm a Christian. God loves me. He wants me to feel good. And how have people been hurt by that perspective? Well, it's like what Pastor Tater said. If we enable people by avoiding telling people the truth then people will be uncomfortable in the long term. So the only way to be comfortable in the long term is to be uncomfortable in the short term by pursuing a growth mindset. Mm. I mean, the ultimate example of this is salvation versus eternal damnation. Mm. You're going to give up your plan and your will for your life today so that you can live a life of, you know, e eternal life later. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good example because that is hard. It's there's it sacrifice. You pick up your cross, right? Yeah. Yeah. And follow and follow Christ. Right. To life, to resurrection. Yes. Amazing. How would you handle an interaction with someone who held the loose perspective? Well, I could ask, are you comfortable? Are you happy? Hmm. I could ask, are you hurting others by enabling them? So why would you ask? someone if they were comfortable or happy well i'd want I'm, I'm talking to their unconscious brain and one of the things we've seen so last episode we talked about contrastive thinking and how our human brains naturally work in opposition to that our human brains naturally work in the opposition to the growth mindset as well we have to intentionally pursue growth consciously however our unconscious brain does pursue growth 
our unconscious brain does think contrastively. Mm -hmm. So the damage comes when we consciously do things that are in opposition to these principles of contrastive and, and growth. So really when I'm asking a person, are you comfortable? It's an unconscious confrontation. It confronts them in their unconscious brain. If they say yes to that, then and they're pursuing comfort instead of growth, their unconscious brain is going to squeeze them. Mm. And hopefully that's, that's what we're looking for is we're trying to talk to the part of their brain that is leading their behavior so that we can ideally get them to a place where they get the help that is, that is going to actually lead them to live in a life of growth and a life of healthy happiness. Awesome. Thank you. So when you see this going on in the church, how the church has responded to the loose side and the strict side of growth mindset, what are your thoughts? Well, I see things in three different categories, three groups of people. There's the group I feel sorry for. These are the people who are pursuing comfort, yet they're deceived into thinking that they're on the right path, that God wouldn't want them to experience anything uncomfortable. There's the people I understand why they do what they do. These are people that are fed up with the hypocrisy of the religious authorities that hold others to a higher standard than themselves. So these people want to grow, but have not been given the tools to do so. Mm-hmm. Instead, they're being told and, and kind of bossed around and to focusing on never ending tasks. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh man. That's, that that's the, gro- that's the growing, right? Never yeah. ending, never yeah. ending task list. It's always increasing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the floor in which you need to sweep is always increasing. Yeah. That's and it's great. not a, it's not a mindset. It's just a growth. It's at the do level. It's at just sure. a bunch of tasks. It's works. It, it ends up sure. being works. Sure. And there's the people I'm impressed with. These are people who pursue their own growth before trying to help others. These are people who are so motivated to grow that they don't care. Actually, they may even get excited when they find out where they're wrong. Nice. And so we are at that ultimate answer time, Pastor Joel. What's the ultimate answer of the growth mindset? The ultimate answer behind growth mindset is increased progress over the long term. By being on the right path. Ooh. Yes. That's the other half. By being on the right path. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, are you going to break that down for us here? Yeah. Let's look at uh, let's look at this principle a little bit further. So we're going to say, I'm going to say, although the contrastive thinking principle is the most powerful, this one's the most important. Because the growth mindset principle we may have alluded to this earlier in the episode is what instructs us and in, in motive motivates us into applying the other three together, 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 together. Yep. So really either people are pursuing growth or they aren't. They're either pursuing growth or comfort. Now people tend to look at the word comfort. We need to be careful not to abuse causality and prove or try to prove that I'm growing by showing you that I'm uncomfortable in an area. Growth 
is uncomfortable. That doesn't mean every area you're uncomfortable in is an area you're growing in. Mm-hmm. Now, C.S. Lewis said it best when he said that comfort is the one thing you can't get by pursuing it. If you pursue growth, you end up with comfort. If you pursue comfort, you get soft soap in the in the beginning and in the end, despair. I don't know what the heck he meant by soft soap. He wrote his book in the 40s, okay? So I'll give C.S. Lewis a break here. Really what he means is if you pursue comfort as a cause, what you get is wishful thinking. Mm. It's just flattering talk, wishful thinking. In the beginning, like it sounds really good, right? Right. But in the end, you get despair. Okay, now I get what C.S. Lewis means. Now, people who pursue comfort believe that I can just go from bad to good. But growth and having a growth mindset realizes that the only way from bad to good is to go through worse. Again, this is the opposite of how we naturally think. But the Bible consistently says that we have to go through worse to get to good. John 12, 24 tells us, Jesus said a corn of wheat has to die before it'll bring forth fruit. Paul says we need to admit we're sinners. The fruitful fruitful branch is cut back to bring more fruit. This is bad to good through worse. Mm. And even when Jesus did heal people, the backstory of that person tells us how the person did go from bad to worse before Jesus took them to good. So I'd be, I'd be, careful of people who are just trying to promise you or take you from bad to good without going through worse. It's not the way God does things. It's not biblical. Mm. But basically from what I said there and from what C.S. Lewis taught us, basically you will be uncomfortable. You get to choose when. So do you want to be uncomfortable now and pursue growth and be comfortable in the long term, Or do you want to be comfortable now pursuing comfort and be uncomfortable in the long term. I mean, the choice is ours. Nice. But the pursuit of comfort does not result in comfort in the long term. So even John, you know, John 15, 1 and 2 says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth no fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth, that it may bring more fruit. So the goal is growth for God. It ought to be for us. And even when we do grow, God is going to cut us back. God is going to make us uncomfortable. Why? Mm -hmm. For our long-term benefits. So we can grow more. Again, this is the opposite of the way man thinks. And it's actually one of the measures to prove that we're being sanctified, that we're becoming more holy, that we're becoming more like Christ. Mm. Growth mindset is an objective measure that we are on the right path because it is the opposite. We want to show God. We want to have the mind of Christ that we want to think like him and not like the natural ways of man. Growth mindset is the opposite of how man thinks. And in fact, the ultimate areas, and this gets tough, this gets tough because the ultimate areas where God will prune us are in the areas where we are the strongest. Mm. And why is that? Because these are the areas where we're most likely to rely on our own strength. So God will cut us back 
so that we rely on him in every area of our lives for more fruit in the future, even in the areas where we are the strongest, which is why Paul says when he's weak, then he's strong. Why? It's because he's relying more on the father. So this is something, you know, what we can see areas in our lives as we grow in sanctification, there's always areas we need to grow in. One of the ways to look where are the areas I'm pursuing comfort in is to try to find the areas I'm looking comparative. I'm being comparative. I'm not open or inviting in scrutiny to what I believe or what I'm, what path I'm on. The area where I try to live with contradictions Maybe I'm unsettled and I'm depressed. And instead of dealing with those things, I rationalize it away. Or an area where I want to believe things are random, where I'm not trying to be objective. I'm not trying to focus on causes. I'm just, you know, trying to just not think about things at all. Now, there's nothing wrong with finding out if you're pursuing comfort in and of itself. The issue becomes with the response. Am I embracing causality? Am I looking contrastively in order to remove contradictions? Now, the reality is, as far as growth goes, I am either growing or I'm getting worse. There's no zero events to the brain. We say no zero events, meaning everything I do, everything I say, everything I think is either a negative or a positive. It is either making me better or making me worse. Now, again, finally, this principle, I want to hammer this point again. This principle is the principle that motivates us to embrace the other three. A person of growth embraces causality. A person of growth removes contradictions. A person of growth looks to find the areas in their lives where they are wrong. And the proof of a person with the growth mindset is they admit when they are wrong And they turn around and make progress the opposite way from where they were going. This is the answer to how to respond to finding out you are on the wrong path. The one who turns the quickest is proving they are guided by the principle of growth mindset. We say in Music Life Church that when we are growing in refuge, restoration, repair, refuge, the damage stops. Restoration is where I get out of a hole or I back to the original state. What I have to do is I have to turn my car around and find the area where I was damaged in order to start getting restored and then eventually repaired. I don't just find, I don't just go down this wrong path and then turn to the right path. I need to go back to where the damage happened back to where I was wrong, then pursue the right path. Then I'll find out where was the right way I should have gone that I didn't. So in these, you know, growth mindset is about, it's a, it's a principle that helps us determine truth. So let me connect it back to truth here. Truth is eternal. Truth brings life in the long term. This is why the principle of growth mindset is pivotal in finding truth because something that doesn't grow will die. Nice. And truth will never die. 
So would you like some tips for embracing this principle of growth mindset? I'd love some tips. Ask and answer questions about why you're doing and saying what you're doing and saying. Remove contradictions in your life. And when you're wrong, admit it immediately. Perfect. So growth mindset is a God-given principle. All four of these we've covered in the last four episodes are God-given. We didn't invent these. The fourth of four that we've covered was the growth mindset that when used together, when used together, when used together, when used together, Mm -hmm. will determine truth. So all four must be used in the right manner and together. And when I do, it'll determine truth. Thank you, Pastor Joel. This has been What the Flock. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.